I got a little bit earlier than I usually would get an arc from her because mm-hmm. I'm doing a little bit of art for her for this. Yay! Part. Yay! So a little pod insider. Nice yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna give any more details about it, but she says she loves these characters so much that she wants to do something a little special for this release. So she literally sent me that probably two hours ago. And she was like, no rush, like take your time. We have plenty of time before the release. I was like, you're acting like I'm not going to drop everything yeah. and read all night tonight. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start that. But I'm also reading Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan, which I am really, really loving so far. It's single dad, sports romance. He's a basketball player in the NBA. Age gap too. He's 36 and she's 25. I did and not I've been know wanting- that about that book. Me either. She was talking, she was also at the LA Times Festival of Books. And I've been wanting to read the Hoop series for a really long time because I know it's so well loved. But I also know she tackles some really, really, really heavy themes. Yeah, I wasn't page. Um, I wasn't a fan of Longshot because of all the on-page abuse that happens in that. And I went in thinking it was gonna be like a fun little cute basketball romance, but it, it wasn't that. And I kinda yeah. hate because I think it like colored my I mean, I know it did color my opinion of her work for a long time because like why do I want to read about a black woman being sexually assaulted like on page multiple times? Um, That's like, I just don't want to do that. But then I read before I let go and I was like, Oh, I love this. So I'll give her another shot. Yeah. I know. Like I have a really, really, really hard time reading on page sexual assault. Um, So I just, I avoided the hoop series for the longest time because I knew that was the case in the first book. And it was the first book in the series. And I typically Mm -hmm. don't read series out of order, but I've, I've been wanting to read it for so long. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, do it i'm just gonna read the third book first um because it's single dad um so yeah i am really enjoying it so far um and okay i was drinking a glass of moscato but i have drank the whole thing uh in the time that we were talking before starting this episode so i'm like well i guess i have like a sip left chug it okay well it's not gonna be much but yay crazy um, but now my wine is gone. I have no more. So, um, and I am not currently reading anything new. I just finished two really great books. One of which I don't think I'll say much about right now because I might talk about it later. But um, one of the books that I finished was the Plus One by Maisie Eddings on audio. Loved that one. Um, I recently discovered her because of Kendra because she told me to read. Um, Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake, which I finished last week and also really loved. And then I got this one on Audible. And yeah, I, there's M- Maisie Eddings is very talented for me at like, um, it, even if I can't relate to what a character is going through, like I don't have, uh, I don't have diagnosed ADHD. I don't have PTSD from trauma that I've experienced on a job or whatever. Like I don't have that, but the way that I care and I'm sympathetic or empathetic towards these characters is like crazy. Like they made me tear up and cry at a lot of moments and just really made me see certain things in like a different light and understand it more, I think. And so, yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed them. Um, they were not only like, were they really emotional, but they were also just like funny and also and hot. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, so I had a really good time reading those. Um, but I just finished those and I'm not currently reading anything new, but I did decide to re-listen to The No Show by Beth O'Leary because like, you know, why, why not? Why not? Kayla said that and I said, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's like concerned in the group chat. Like what's going on? (laughs) Um, 
I'm I'm oh, I'm literally only like an hour in, but I was like I just I love those girls so much. So I'm already having a good time. But yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I'll ever reread that book. <laughs> It's I've fine. done it twice. Yeah, I read the physical yeah. and then I re-listened to it on audio. Uh, yeah, this is my third time. I so. think it, it's it's a yeah. fun book to reread. It's great on audio. Then, you can manage your expectations. Yeah. yeah. It's also really, like I said, it's just so good on audio. It's yeah. great. It is so good on audio. It's a great, it's a great audio book. I, that book and I think Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, I don't think I will mm. ever reread those books. I don't know that Especially I'll on tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, that one. That one. No I don't know about yeah. <laughs> Alice. Alice, friend of the pod. Alice uh, was re- like talking about rereading tomorrow, 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 and I was like, "You are braver than the Marines." Yeah, yeah. I think about yeah. that book though all the time, especially because like in my day to day job, like I do something like mm-hmm. I work in the same industry as them, essentially. Yeah. Um, and like watching like my like yeah, just watching like my work play out and how they navigated certain work situations in that book. Sometimes I just like want to recommend this book to my coworkers and be like, read this and get it together. My and boyfriend's really, really into video games. So I, he like reads pretty casually. Like he kind of always has a book that he's reading, but isn't like obsessive. Like every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I told him to read tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And he's, he's in like the fun part at the beginning where they're like figuring out how to make a company together and work the fun part yeah. yeah tell him to enjoy it while it lasts yeah i was like buckle the fuck up uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it, that book is oh so good so good was that a five-star read for all of us <gasps> yeah yeah i Same. think so well I, I wasn't rating books last year but i would give it five stars oh really yeah i didn't i stopped rating books um end of 2021 all of 2022 this is the first year where i started actively reading books again how come just like for your own mind or because yeah it was like for my own mind and i got like really um overwhelmed of like when my like tiktok was like blowing up i got really overwhelmed of like managing my tiktok and like also having to like post on goodreads and like have Mm. like an opinion about every book and yeah it was just like very overwhelming and i just kind of got into this mood where I either liked a book or I didn't. Or I, I either loved a book, liked a book, or I didn't like it at all. Those are the three categories. And so, like, try and, like, put a star rating on things. I just didn't like doing it. So then I just, like, completely stopped um, rating books on my TikTok. Like, you can – I'm pretty sure I can go back and I can find the video where I just stopped doing it. And then, yeah, all of 2022, it was just vibes. It was a great time. But now, this year, I'm, like, actively using Storygraph. Mm. And I haven't shared my story graph like outside of like I think like only a few people have it, which Nobody I love. Because, besides you two and Taz. Like on Goodreads, it was just I made the mistake. Like I put my Goodreads on in my bio on my like bio and like yeah. I was friending everyone and it just became too overwhelming and I got like really anxious. I didn't like it, so I left it. Like I have not posted on Goodreads. I think the last time I posted on Goodreads was for like an arc maybe that I read last year because mm. it was a requirement. Yeah. Um but that's it. Like, so now I just use StoryGraph because I want the charts and I love like the mm-hmm, privacy of it too. all. And I just write my little cute little reviews. And, um, and then sometimes I'll wake up to text messages in the morning from Kayla being like, I can't believe you gave that book three points. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I use both Goodreads and StoryGraph. And yeah. And like, I, I wish I could just fully transition over to StoryGraph mm-hmm. and maybe I will just next year, just like do that. It, I like, I stopped writing reviews on Goodreads, which has been great for me mentally, just like as far as like being able to enjoy a book and just like have my own feelings about it without having to like format it any weird way, kind of like what you were saying. 
but yeah, because I, I, I use my book journal for that. That's where yeah. I write all my thoughts. But I do, I started using StoryGraph. They're so smart with their little charts. Like they got yeah. so many of us bitches so on there. Cool. I know. Yeah. Kayla, you said you, you use both as well. Do you write reviews on both? Uh, no. So I um, use both and I mostly use Goodreads. I mean, I, everything is on Goodreads, like in terms of like all my past history. And I know you can transfer stuff over to StoryGraph, but like, it's just a, kind of a hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, companies um, like Valentine or whatnot, they still want you to use Goodreads if you want to get approved for ARCs. Yeah, usually, ARC. usually. Yeah. So um, that's where I usually post like my full length reviews if I have an ARC. I usually don't post a review uh, or write a review. I, well, I don't actually, I should say that. I almost never write a full length review on Goodreads unless it's for an ARC. Um, and then for Storygraph, I, um, oh, and I also have shelves on Goodreads. I do. I have oh, like, shelves. trope shelves, which mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't use that often, but I do have trope shelves. Um, and then Storygraph, um, I, yeah, the, data and like all that is so nice to have and um the you know half star quarter star ratings Mm -hmm. I love I don't usually write anything though for the reviews I usually just do the the star ratings that's what I usually do so yeah I also I think I started using Storygraph though like late last year because we all wanted Mm -hmm. to do a buddy read it was for yours truly we all we got the arc it was me Kayla and our friend Taz and we invited Brandy who had already read the book but we wanted her to see all of our thoughts on it and they have a yeah they have a really great buddy read feature it's so cool Um, yeah I love it yeah it for those who don't know there yeah there's buddy read feature on Goodreads and basically you invite friends uh on Storygraph to this buddy read and what it basically does is and yes you can just like use a text group chat but the what this eliminates on storygraph is like people texting in the group chat like what chapter are you on because you know you don't want to like spoil people so essentially what you can do on the buddy read is like post updates and then what chapter or page it correlates to and then depending upon like if brandy posts something for chapter 13 but i'm only on chapter 10 and i have that update in my storygraph that i'm only on chapter 10 it'll lock it will lock that comment that Brandy made about, you know, a future chapter for me so that I don't get spoiled and don't see it. So that's kind of cool. Um, you can so also, yeah. yeah, you can also respond to people's updates. Like you can hit like yeah. a little reply button, which was so fun because like you can still engage in a conversation, even if the person you're reading with is like way in front of you, which I thought was yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I love this is like a story graph. Like, I love, I feel like I wish story graph got all the love that Goodreads does. Like, I wish publishers mm-hmm. took story graph a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's black owned, it's like data driven. And I love my favorite thing is that you can um, switch editions really easily. Yes. And you like yes. mark that it's you're reading, best. like, you'll just pick the book and then you'll go through, switch it, and they'll switch it for you. Um, that has saved me so many times instead of having to like delete mm-hmm. it and then refind it love it it's it's also nice because you can switch editions even if you've read it in multiple ways like part of the world i've read the physical and the audio and and you can switch but it also it still counts as you reading that book multiple times Mm -hmm. which is really nice and adding rereads on storygraph is so fucking easy with goodreads you have to go in and like edit dates read and blah 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 like it's so annoying with goodread or excuse me with storygraph it's just like boom boom enter reread when did you finish it bah it's so nice. I realized that part of the reason I stopped writing reviews 
too is because I finish books so late at night that I don't want to sit and mm. type out my review. And but I want like I'm like a little dog with a bone. Like I finish a book, I need to immediately update everywhere that I finished it. Me too. Yeah, because that's fair. I don't like to adjust my dates later on if they're not either. So um when I wasn't using like Goodreads or Storygraph, like all of last year and in twenty twenty one, I just used my notes app. But I would never put because I but I still wasn't giving star ratings, but I still do that to this day where um, I'll have like 2023, I track my books, my TV shows, music, movies, etc. like the big releases. And then I just do it by like month. And I feel like it's a little easier because in that way, like I don't have to like log into Storygraph, like go through the chart, find, I can just like scroll. I'm like, okay, what book did I read again? Also, when people like ask me for like recs or anything, I'll just go to this list usually um, and try to find like what I read recently. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole conversation, we kind of kickstarted already, but we're, as we said, kind of in the intro, we're talking about um, not only our latest like five star reads, but also how we rate books and how we that has changed over time. So this conversation about like story graph and Goodreads kind of goes perfectly with what we're talking about. Um, so first, I want to talk about your guys's rating system. Like, and I'm talking right specifically right now because we can talk about how like our systems have changed um, over the past couple of years. But right now, how do you rate books? Like, is it based purely like on like vibes or like entertainment value? Or do you have like a strict rating system and you like also rate like on technicality, on pace? Like, how do you guys like to rate your books? Um, for me, it depends on the book itself, right? And the circumstances surrounding why I'm reading that book. So no secret, I did not enjoy Happy Place by Emily Henry, right? So I went into that book with high expectations. It's an Emily Henry book. I'm going to be more critical of her work than I would reading like a first time, like an, a first time author who could have written the exact same thing. And I probably would have rated it something higher. So it really just depends on the vibes and the circumstances. Um, I have noticed recently though, that my five stars because i i have given out a lot of five stars this year in comparison to you two um and my five stars are usually books that i just like could not stop thinking about completely sucked me in and i usually went in with no expectations a good example of that is that summer feeling by bridget morrissey i just like randomly saw the arc in a berkeley email that they sent out and i was like oh this is fun this is gay like i'll do it and was just, I had no expectations of this author. So I went in and was just like completely blown away. Now, I don't know if I were to like reread that or like read her next work. Like I could, well, actually I did read her, the book that she published before this one came out and I didn't really enjoy it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what was that one called? A Thousand Miles. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, there are books, there are things about that book that I like appreciate it, but I, it wasn't the same wasn't feeling. The same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it really just, it, it just, it just depends. So I, I think I'm a vibes person. I, I'm not very like, it needs to have these certain things to get like a, a one, two, three, four or five. I'm just like, some books are, some books just give 3.75. Some books give 4.25. Some books give five. That's nine. Yeah. I'm definitely also a vibes girly, obviously not counting anything like harmful in a book. Um, but other than that, like, content really doesn't (laughs) like it doesn't have to even be great like I've we did a whole two-part episode on the addicted series I love those books so so much um 
those books consumed my life for the better part of last year. Is the writing in it very good? Who knows? Like, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> like, who's to say? Um, like, but like, that's the kind of thing too, right? Like most of that series was five stars for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, for me, it, I just have to like, I wish I could like put my face in this podcast. Like in order for a book to be five stars, I need to like, mm, like, it, you know, I need to like be yeah. punching every muscle in my body, either from joy or pain or happiness. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's what it that takes for me. And that's what separates a lot of five star reads from like four and a half to 4.75 to me. If I really, really enjoyed the book, but it didn't have me like, like my heart wasn't like clenched for one reason or another from giddiness or sadness or whatever, then like, that's probably what makes it a 4.75 for me versus mm-hmm. a five star. Yeah. I think I'm kind of similar. I try and be like consistent, you know, and try and be like, I don't want to say strict, but try and rate all my books pretty consistently, but like, I'd be lying if I said that I did that. But I, yeah, I, for me, if a book is, a book is five stars, if like I was entertained the whole time and like, yeah. once I'm done, if I can't think of a single thing that I didn't like or enjoy or whatever, then that book is five stars to me. Like an example, one of, I, I, don't have very many five-star reads this year. And that's not because I've had a bad reading year. I've actually had a pretty good reading year, but there were only a couple, like a handful of books that are five stars. And one of those um, books that I've talked about already on this podcast, so I won't go too far deep into it again is Belladonna because by the end of it, I remember saying to Kendra, I was like, I can't like, I can't think of a single thing about that book that I didn't like. And so I like, it's, it's five stars. Like I have, like I have to give it five stars. Um, so that's, yeah, I think, I think I'm also a vibes girly. Like, yeah, are some of the books that I've rated five stars literally masterpieces? No, probably not. But like, I don't really care. So like that I'm, I'm here for entertainment. You know what I mean? I'm here for that piece. And if I'm entertained and if I'm loving it and if, you know, I'm feeling all the emotions, whatever. I have a couple of friends who are like extremely regulated in how they do their ratings. Like they're like, Oh, I loved it. I was so entertained. I had so much fun, but like the writing felt a little clunky at times or like, I am so obsessed with these characters. Like I can't stop thinking about them. I can't stop thinking about their love story, but um, whatever, like, you know, like, yeah, they use this word too many times. So I have to give it something else. And like, I totally respect it. And I actually stopped putting um, my star ratings on my monthly trackers last year. And that just like made me feel so it much better about posting. It a lot of like, yeah, just a lot of pressure because I know myself, I will see people post their monthly trackers and they will <laughs> post, like they'll give a book that I thought was like the best fucking thing ever. They'll post it with four stars. And I'm like, what do you mean four stars? And they'll be like, oh my God, I loved it. If you loved it so much, why didn't it get five stars? (laughs) Like it hurts my feelings. And then like, it it just leads to sometimes like, cause we just said we're all vibes girlies. Sometimes you can't explain the vibes. The vibes are just there. They're just there. Like, yeah. People will be like, oh, like, well, why did you give it like a five star? It's like, that was just the vibe. Like, I don't know. So I don't like posting it either. It's interesting. See, we we were talking about StoryGraph and how like, you know, the, uh, us in this group ha- are friends with each other on Instagram. So we do see what each other rates. So like Kendra was talking about earlier, she'll wake up from a text from me being like, um, I saw that you rated this book only four stars and I rated it five. No, literally. So like we do get in fight, not fights, but like we do talk about that. It's kind of funny sometimes. We're like, um, this book was perfect. Why didn't you like it? Like, no, you know, literally. what's also funny is like, 
if one of us will post that they finished a book on our Instagram story, but we didn't text <laughs> each other about it, we're like, okay, they fucking hate no, that, it. Like, <laughs> that happened. That happened like yesterday because I saw Brandy like you posted like you finished Lizzie Blake, and I was like, that's interesting. Like she didn't immediately like run to any of our text messages saying that she loved it, and so I was like immediately like give me your thoughts so i was nervous but like your commentary on it you you liked yeah. it yeah i um, did i so, liked it a lot i liked it a yeah lot. so yeah i was happy with that because i think i gave if, that like a 4.5 um out of five i think yeah. i did 4.25 if you don't like okay. if if one of i can't I'm like i'm on right now <laughs> that's fine that's fine um if one of us finishes a book we see that they posted on their tracker like kendra said don't say anything and i don't yeah we don't hear from you immediately after you post that i just assume that you hated it that happened with a couple days ago when brandy finished georgie all along i texted Kendra <laughs> separately on my own i was like can i think brandy hated georgie all along. and she did <laughs> I, okay it is like a lot of pressure like yeah no, it, knowing yeah, that your best friends love a book you know what i mean whatever that was like you bitches did it with the co-op like <laughs> yeah it's trying it's it's kind of funny because we're like trying to be discreet about it and just post it you know not yeah, just anything like, it's fine like it, it, we will never yeah. let it go <laughs> yeah no we'll we'll uh, we'll text each other and be like um excuse me <laughs> i was expecting something the reason yeah. i stopped posting my star ratings on instagram stories is because i finished the air by sophie lark last year at the beginning of the year and i gave it 3.75 stars and again, I really enjoyed that book. I had a fun time, but I knew that that series was just going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I finished that book feeling like it was a 3.75 book, but still excited to keep reading and not having regretted reading that book at all. And a girl texted me or messaged me on Instagram was like, oh, like I was debating Kingmakers and now I'm not going to read it. And I was like, no, like you should still read it. Yeah. So and I talked her into it. It was fine. But that was like the big one where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because yeah. like, um, these star ratings mean something different to me than they might mean to somebody else too. Like, right, exactly. Three point seven five is like I don't regret reading that book at all. Like I had a good time, it was good. I but whatever you know. Anyways, yeah, I yeah. do admire the people who are able to like keep up with like all of their star ratings and like stand on it. But also, I run into this problem where like, um, I think I've seen this conversation happening on Instagram. I think. Um, Logan, who we just had on, was talking about this, how you can, like, rate something five stars, and then weeks will go by, and then you think about it, and you're like, what? You know that TikTok audio Mm -hmm. that's like, now that I'm really looking at it, this bitch kind of ugly. So many books. Like, I think a good example is Consider Me by Becca Mack. When I was, I picked that book up on a whim, like, I just saw people, like, reading it. I still like it. I think I would recommend it. But when I had read it, I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. I loved it so much. Like, OMG, so great. Like, whatever. And that replayed with me. And I was like, maybe Consider Me wasn't that good. And then, like, I've had other friends read Consider Me and, like, have, like, very valid critiques of it. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, not that. I mean, it was, yeah, you're making a lot of points here. Yeah. So I would, like, I would bump it down. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone back already this year and changed ratings for books most of them a couple of them i've um taken down in ratings but a lot of them i've actually moved up because i like can't stop thinking about a certain thing you know or whatever that i really enjoyed and i'm like you know maybe i actually really really did like that book what's an example of one that you moved up um 
I moved up the first book in the Crowns of Nyaxia series, which neither of you have read, The Serpent and the Wings of Night. And I moved up Yours Truly to a five stars instead of a, I think I gave it like a 4.75 or a four and a half when I first read it. Brandy's face. I moved it up to a five stars when I reread it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, yeah, those are a couple of examples. Have you had any books this year where you've like, oh, I want to change the rating? Um, if I change ratings, it's usually going down because I'm usually writing that post book high when I finish a book. Um, I'm like, fuck yeah, five stars. Um, one example of that is Jasper Vale, which I have, I finished it and I like enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I had an arc. I was like coming. I remember I was like reading it on a plane, which I feel like is such a like an like an experience when you're reading a book. You're on not a plane. like other girls, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm reading about him, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just feel like it's such an experience to be like reading while you're traveling because there's nothing. Like I can't be on my phone. I can't be on Instagram. Like I can't do anything while I'm in the air. So I was. I just read that book basically cover to cover on my way home from the holidays, and I really enjoyed it. But I di- I have moved it down to four point seven five. After sitting with the li- sitting with it for a little bit, yeah, yeah, I moved it down too. I moved it down from a four and a half to a four. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I really love Eloise and Jasper, and I don't like their relationship. If it was the third act conflict, was the reason I moved it down. Right, like, think, like yeah. plot points unrelated to the couple. So yeah, that's what I have moved down. Honestly, if I really thought about the true love experiment by Christina Lauren and when I re-listen to it, when I listen to it on audio when it comes out in May, I'll probably be bumping that one down. It's sitting at a 4.75 right now for me. And I probably will be bumping that down if I'm being honest. Has but, um has fan art ever influenced your oh, like rating? Yes. yes. Because I saw the fan art for a true love experiment and I was like Already, I feel like I'm going to go in expecting to have, like, a great time. because like, It's so like good. It. I like it. It's, and I saw the fan art, and I was like, that's so, yeah, it's so cute. And then when I read Soulmate Equation, I DNF'd it originally. Oh, that. And then I read it on audio. Those and then I saw the so fan good. art for it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it just, like, made me enjoy it even more. I don't know. It's nice to have the visual. The visual yeah, it's, it. just, it's just having the visual of it that really, like, a better one in your head yeah. rather than, like, maybe, like, a faceless person just really helps the reading experience I think so yeah Kendra have you moved any ratings around oh wait um, you said consider me you yeah well that. yeah that but like for this year specifically um I haven't done it on Storygraph itself yet but like like one example is like I rated Welcome to the Dark Side five stars because I was like that book can be entertained <laughs> Kayla 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 let's not break up on this podcast right now anyways I rated that book five stars because I was like that book had me so entertained. Like I rated it four and a half. Right? So I think I would bump it down to like a like a honestly, I would probably move around a lot of my Fallen Men series if I were to series rankings. Series rankings if I were to sit with them, except Good Gone Bad. Like I think my ranking on that will forever remain a five stars, but I don't know. That series is like so it like when you read it back to back to back, you're like in such a yeah. bubble that I've like I was obsessed with that series when I first read it. Like that's and I, I I still really enjoy it, but it's like such an experience that like I could see how you would like yeah five I was star, like oh my five god five star like, five star. It was just it was a lot. So I I think I will need to like maybe like when I get like mid year like in well June July I'll go back and like look at a lot of my ratings. But other than that, this year I've been pretty like steadfast in my ratings. How do you, like how you guys rate books 
has that changed at all? Because like, I know I have gotten, I used to be so strict with my ratings. Yeah, Brandy, let's use the example. So before we started recording today, we were talking about like, you know, our recent ratings and um, Kayla and I, well, Kayla discovered that Okay, let me After try it over. I, I, mm-hmm. I rated the Heart Principle five stars, and then I was like talking to Kayla about like how much I love that book, and then Kayla discovered that Brandy on Storygraph rated the Heart Principle 3.75, which to I me, go, yeah, because my current 3.75 is like, it was just okay. Like, I don't regret mm-hmm. it, but like, there was nothing special. I would, I probably would have changed a lot of it actually, and it would have been better. Like, and to see that for the Heart Principle, and it's so funny because Brandy, like, as I was reading it, before I knew her rating, oh, I love this book so much. It's so great. Like, she ordered the special editions of it. So, to see that 3.75, I was I was shook. shocked. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah, I just, I'm just, like, on Storygraph, getting ready to rate this great book that I just read, and I, like, see the 3.7, and I'm like, <gasps> like, so, I audibly gasped. Brandy, gasped. please explain yourself <clears throat> for us in the world. Yeah, okay. You have, so- you have <laughs> two minutes. Go. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> So I will say, this is probably, I'm scared to say this, of the three, that's my least favorite of the three. The Heart Principle is my least favorite in this series. That's crazy. I know. But keep in mind, I love all these books. I love all these books a lot. Like, this is one of my favorite series of all time. Like you said, I own the special Mm -hmm. edition. Like, I paid hundreds of dollars for these books. Like, I love them. I probably also need to reread. Because mm-hmm. I haven't read it since 2021, summer 2021. I re-listened to the bride test recently, so I probably need to reread. But also in 2021, I didn't have book socials. I was very much a lurker on Bookstagram and BookTok. Like I was very much on these accounts, but I didn't have my own. And I was so much harsher in my ratings because I felt like I had to be. I was like, if I'm reading a lot of five stars, like, what does that say about my taste? You know, I thought if I was reading a lot of books that I was really, really loving and rating four and a half, five stars, that I just had bad taste. Like, I liked anything. So I thought I had to be, like, really specific about what I liked. And I was really, really harsh. You guys, I rated The Cruel Prince three stars when I first read it. Okay. To be fair, I think I did too. But yeah. I was just kind of like, it was my one of my first fantasies. I was just like, what's going on? But if I were to go back, I'd bump it up like a lot. And yeah. And so like I reread last year and like, it was, it was just so good. Like, yeah, I think I, in my head back in 2021, like I just thought I had to be really, really harsh with my ratings. Um, I am guessing that when I do the Heart Principle reread, it'll probably be like a four and a half. Because like most of the stuff that I rated 3.75 back then, I rated like, that if I were to reread, I would probably rate it way higher. If you if you reread that or whenever you reread that, you should listen to it on audio because the girl it's Emily Wuzeller. I don't remember her name, but the girl who do, who does Anna, she kills it. She's so good. Emily Wuzeller yeah. does the bride te- uh, yeah the bride test, and she's one of my favorite narrators of all time. She did the Poppy War, and um, this is how you lose the time war as well. Mm. Range. Yeah, my. My rating system, I don't know if it's really changed that much. Here's like my very, very, very loose uh, rating system. If the book is like 4.25 to 5, I loved it. If it's like 3.5 to 4, I like, there's more that I liked that I disliked. If it's like 3, then I like, I don't really care. I probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, 
it was just meh. But anything below three, there, I then like there's way more that I disliked than I liked. That's like how I usually try and keep it in my head, but it's pretty loose. Has so, it always kind of been that yeah. way? Like, do you think if you went back, like a lot of stuff would be higher or lower, or do you think it's mostly always been that way for you? Um, I mean, at least the past like couple of years. Obviously, like I didn't really like officially start rating books or like actively using my Goodreads with ratings or a story graph, something like that, um, until like a few years ago. Okay. Like I didn't really use Goodreads when I was like in college or in high school. I didn't really use it. So I wasn't rating anything then. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's since since I've actively started using it, it's pr- it's been pretty consistent. Okay. So um I think mine has like stayed well, I think I I still give out five stars like candy. Me but too. <laughs> um I think I've like I have a higher criteria for it, I think, than I would have in, like, college. Because in college, like, I just, I mean, if I got to the end of you and I, like, really loved you, even if you had your problems, like, if it's still, I feel like in college I was reading a lot of books that, like, affected me, like, mentally and, like, I don't know. I was in that, like, very, like, traumatic YA book phase. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're going to get five stars, like, plain and simple, so... I think it's it's I think I would argue that it stays the same. Um yeah, you just have me thinking like, well, cuz I have rated a lot of books this year 3.75 stars. Actually, let me see how many I've rated 3.75 stars. It says I have actually rated <laughs> the most books 5 stars this year, 15. <laughs> but I feel like that is also just like I know I was talking earlier about like what does that say about your taste if you're rating something. I think we just like have figured out what we like to read. So yeah, we actively seek that out. That's honestly I think that's what it is. Like it's re- it's very rare that I read a book that I don't somewhat enjoy. Same, um, yeah. And if I know that I won't enjoy it, I'll DNF it. Like, what month is it? It's it's end of April when we're recording this. I just DNF'd, like, two or three books this month already that I tried. And I was like, I just know this is not going to be for me. So, like, why waste my time? So, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, DNFing does help your rating system or your overall ratings a lot. Because why waste your time? Like... I understand the people who are like, if I start a book, like I have to finish it. Hell no. Like put Could that book away, me. put it down. Yeah. And then there are books. So that <laughs> I read a book this year that I ran. It was when uh, Kayla and Tasneem were here to visit us and we went to Barnes Noble together and I just picked up a random book and it looked so good. <laughs> I was like, Oh, like this is cute. It's called, um, I hit it. So I don't have to look at it. So I don't know the title. It's like <laughs> the life. I think it's like the life. We almost had something. And, it's a big gotcha book. And I just like knew I had a feeling like I think midway through that I wasn't going to like end up liking it, but I just like needed to see what would happen. So I wasn't going to DNF it. And then I ended up giving it like two stars. And I think those two stars were because it had words and was bind it. <laughs> and um, the writing was like, the writing wasn't bad. The story was bad. Yeah. So if you, if you do the work to publish a book, I'm giving you at least a couple stars, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, that not for me. That not everyone. Some people deserve one. I think it depends on how far into your career Fair you enough. are. Fair if you're writing yeah. trash, if you're if you're X amount of books in and you're writing trash, Fair well. Not. But then again, like I can't imagine myself reading a book that it's very rare. Like I just said, to read a one star or a two star book. I've only had like one two star. No, I've had two two star books this year, and they were both by authors who were new to me this year. Mm. So, I I've only rated one book below three stars this year what is that anybody want to take a guess at what it is welcome to the dark side (laughs) yes 
That's the only book I've rated two. And I, I have DNF'd one book this year, so I, I have DNF'd one. Um, but like I've only I have according to my story graph, I have rated one, two, three, four. I've rated only five books in the like the three star. 3.25 star range. Oh damn. So my average rating my average rating this year is 4.23. Oh, so my average rating my is 4.2. Mine is 4.17. Really? These were all on the four. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I've because like I said, I have like like Brandy, I've read a lot of like four, four point two five, four and a half star books that weren't quite five stars, but yeah. they were still really good. Yeah, you know I, I love like, hmm. um Kayla and I always talk about how, like, we have a perfect circle, whatever. Well, we've had some some hits to that circle. It's looking more like a Venn diagram this year. Okay, it's repaired. I feel like it's pretty repaired. Or I don't think itself. so. I don't, I don't I know. Think I think with the Maisie well, Eddings books. Yeah. And... Okay, it, it is. Yes. It is. I just, I just can't. We just can't acknowledge, like, January and February of this year when we just, we like, cannot. we're not in That didn't happen. That didn't but happen. But I wonder, like, if we were to, like, put our star ratings next to each other, like, how oh. perfect would our circle actually be? Because I don't know if it would actually – I don't think it would be that perfect. New new um, feature request for story graph. You know, I, I don't have Spotify. But, you know, like, on Spotify when you can, like, compare the your blends like, music? Yeah. yeah. We need that, but with story You can graph. do that on Goodreads. I would love oh, it but on story. Yeah, boo. <laughs> yeah. I would love it on Storygraph though because Storygraph is superior, obviously, because it lets you do two point five or point two five and point five, point seven five. So I would love that feature on Storygraph. I wonder if it's there and we just haven't tried it. Yeah, maybe. You know what it probably is? It's probably like a feature that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Probably. Well, we will That's investigate. True. Yeah. Will Wait. Investigate. Also, like since we're on the topic of Storygraph, do you guys know who your mo- most read authors are this year? Of this, this year? year? Yeah. Unfortunately, mine's probably Gianna because I've read. Mine's Gianna before. Darling too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mine is Elsie Silver. How many books? Seven. Because oh, I reread wow. Heartless. I reread Heartless and Flawless, and Powerless came out this year, and then I oh, read yeah, her read other series. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so seven books, and then very closely followed by Daphne. Oh yeah, who's yours, Kayla? Mine is Gianna, and actually, I didn't read six. I read five because I skipped the first book, and then Carissa Broadbent read three. So it's not very many, but Abby yeah. Abby Jimenez is another one I've read uh, three because Party World that re-read. was a reread. Two two of those were rereads actually, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mine was like Gianna Darling, then Stephanie Archer, and then I'm curious to see like you know how it gives you a list. Who's last on your list? Because mine is Jill Santapolo because I read two books of hers, and they were both rereads for me this year. Yeah, it doesn't show you any one reads, huh? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Maisie um, Eddings is the last on mine. Oh, mine yeah. is. Abby Menace, I've read two. Love. And Sierra Simone. I have a bunch where I read two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, same. I have like one, two, three, four who I read two. And then Abby Jimenez and Maisie Eddings are tied for three. Love Storygraph. <laughs> <laughs> Let us sponsor you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many books have you guys actually rated five stars this year? Kendra, you have the most. Why don't you go first? Um, According to Storygraph, I have rated... Not including rereads. Okay, We're so rereads, I'll give, by the way. I'll give both though. So like okay, with ahead. with rereads, fifteen five star reads. Damn um, it. and for reference, I have read fifty wait, let me double let me double check that. And this is when I go to the notes app because that'll be the most accurate in terms of like numbers. Mm-hmm. I have read according to it's so weird. So according to my notes app, I've only read fifty two books, but Goodreads is saying I have fifty three reviews. 
I have 53. I mean, not Goodreads. Story, like story Graph has given me 53. Maybe you skipped one on your notes app by accident. That's honestly, that has happened before. Me. It's so accurate. Me skips <laughs> one. Um, so I have 15 five-star reads out of the 52 or 53 books that I've read this year so far. Um, but not including rereads, I have 10 five-star reads. Okay. And the last five-star read that I had was... It was a heart principle <laughs> by Helen Huang and uh, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. So those are my last. But we can go more into those later, but that's how many I've had this year. Kayla, I think we're tied um, for how many five stars? Tragically. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I, so. Well, yeah, I've, I've with good, with, or excuse me, with rereads, I have six. Okay. Um, on Storygraph. But two of those were, one of them was Part of Your World, one of them was Yours Truly, both of which were rereads. And then the other four that I currently have rated four star, or excuse me, five stars. One of them, I'm like going back and forth on how I want to rate it. Um, but like three, and a, we'll call it three and a half books. I've rated five stars. Not actually, but um, that's currently where I'm sitting. So yeah, not, not, a, not a ton. What is the book you're going back and forth on? The Fourth Wing by Rebecca mm. Yaros. I can't decide how I want to rate it because I really, really, like, I had the most fun reading that book. It was so much fun from beginning to end. This is the this is what I was going to discuss earlier, but I kind of wanted to wait. Um, but, yeah, that this one, I'm not I'm not sure how to – see, this is where I mean, like, I, I think I'm consistent, but really am I in my ratings because, like, on vibes and entertainment value alone, I would rate this book five stars. Um, but then like, then there are certain things that I think about where I'm like, oh, I didn't really understand that part of the book. I still, I still had fun reading it, but I didn't fully understand what was going on. But like, so I'm like, should I take a point off for that? I don't know. But like, I don't really care because I was never bored. I think about it. I'm still thinking about it a couple days after finishing it. So for now it's at five stars. Um, so that would be my fourth five star book of the year if I keep it at that. And that book, by the way, is a new fantasy romance that by the time this episode comes out uh it the book will be out but uh, if you like fantasy romance i would highly highly recommend that book it was such a fun time cool what about you brandy um counting rereads i have seven um but four of those are rereads so new books this year i have three five-star reads yeah (laughs) my most recent one was belladonna um, which Kayla talked about a couple episodes ago, which I loved. Um, but that's not the one I'm going to chat more about today. But yeah, three books. Womp womp. And But we have all agreed that like we've had pretty good reading years so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you just like, do you think maybe you have gotten stricter in like your ratings or... Have the, has there been a book you've read really this know. year where you're like, oh, so like, because Kayla just said, you know, she's back and forth. So Brandy, for you, like, mm-hmm. has there been a book where you're like, it could have been a five star, but it just like was so close? I mean, I've rated three books, um, 4.75 this year. Again, not counting rereads. Um, so I, like a few of them were really close. I think it's just for me, and I've thought about this a lot because I have, like, it goes through my brain every single time I don't read a five-star book. It's like, but I am still having a really good reading year. I'm still loving a lot of the books that I'm reading. I think it's just because last year was my first year in the book communities, like fully, fully in the book communities. 
I feel like I was reading so many backlisted heavy hitters last year that it really just like upped my percentages. Like I read the entire Addicted series. We found Magnolia Parks last year. Um, Like there was, I read the Bell Brothers trilogy last year. Like there were just so many books that have been out for a while that I didn't know about because I wasn't in the book communities and I hadn't found them yet. Whereas now I feel like everything that, yeah, like I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't make me sound stupid because I know there are so many beautiful, amazing, incredible books that I haven't read yet. But of the books that were on my radar last year, that's like, I want to get to these sometime. I feel like I got to so many of them that like yeah. this year I'm doing a lot of books that like I'm discovering in the moment. Somebody talked about it last week. So I'm going to pick it up today. Those kinds of things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that makes sense. Like, yeah. Cause after I finished the, the two books I just finished mm-hmm. reading, I was like, I don't like, I don't really know what to read. Like, I just can't think of any book that like I, and dying to pick up yeah you know and I don't think I'm in a slump like I really don't feel like I'm in a slump because I want to read like I'm open to reading I don't want to say whatever but you know like I'm I want to read something but I there's just nothing that um that I can think of that's like on my TBR or like that I haven't read that's already on my shelf because I usually don't buy books that I haven't read usually my shelf is just for books that I have maybe usually not all the time but that I've already read that I want a physical copy of. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, because like the past couple of years, I've just been like going through, you know, books that have been recommended to me on TikTok that so many people have already loved. And now it's like I'm kind of reading books as they come out. We're on the pulse point. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're on. Yeah, like uh, either I'm like reading an arc, you know, or I'm reading, like like I said, books as they come out. So um that's, I, yeah, also, I didn't think about it. That's a good point. I think we found authors that we love so much as well that we're like, we're waiting for their next release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing too. We're all just so. sitting here like, Jessa Hastings, if you're listening. Jessa? Magnolia you better be Part 3. I need I, it now. Even though that book is now not coming out until 2024. That makes God me for- physically ill. Oh, it makes me so I can't angry, think about I, it too much or I'll like start crying or something. But what's crazy is that like, I have so much faith in like what Jessa will do with this story that like I I like I just know it'll be yeah. yeah like I just know it'll be worth the wait. But now I'm like I, I I had a lot of faith in Emily Henry too with Happy Place. So but like this is a series, so like I, yeah. it's a little different. Um, do you yeah. ever feel like sorry? This is like slightly off topic, but since we're talking about Magnolia Parks, do you ever feel like you know the characters better than the author knows them? Sometimes like they would have never done that. They would never done that. I have never felt like that with Jessa Hastings. Like, oh yeah, literally, yeah. I have never ever felt like I know that, her characters better than her. That was yeah. that was us reading the Like Us series when the Core Six would show up. Yeah, and you'd be like, yeah. no, what, what are I, you guys? Why guys, are they? I don't that? think that there's been a single episode yet where we have not mentioned the Like Us series. Like, <laughs> we hate those books, but damn, did they leave an impact on us? They're yeah. winning. Like, the twins are winning. No, we they're winning. Are. Their names are, they, they live written they stay, yeah. all the time. But <laughs> I think that's, that's an example where I'm like, I think I know the characters better, but you're so right. With, with the Magnolia Park series, like, Jessa, I said this to y'all, like, in a group chat, Jessa will always have the last laugh. Yeah, will always, always, always have the last laugh because those are her people forever and ever. Mm-hmm. She will always know them better. Except she did do this like very odd, like Taylor Swift, like 
pairing with like her characters like the arrows she was matching arrows with her characters oh yeah that, i didn't, I didn't yeah. agree with all of those i but wonder if she even made that i think she she did she did because oh. they posted the text message yeah so it oh, wasn't her like okay yeah yeah they posted but the text we, we were questioning her. whether or not it was based on like the aesthetic or if it was actually based on like the songs definitely didn't know which one it was yeah if it was the aesthetic it's i guess it's a little more but if it's like the songs i'm like wait uh, whose reputation was it magnolia uh i I forget i forget honestly but i don't i didn't agree with it that's all that matters (laughs) yeah so what has been your guys's like most recent five-star read if like let's let's wreck a book like Mm -hmm. if, if you had to pick one of your most recent five star reads to to tell people to read what would it be other than the fourth wing, which I already talked about, um, my most recent one, it's another fantasy book. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, it's <laughs> The Ashes and the Star Cursed King by Carissa Brown. I was looking at my list and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be the right move by Liz Tom Ford. But no, it's, it was actually in the most recent one was The Ashes and the Star Cursed King, which I read this month. You're really fantasy a girly this year. I am. I'm honestly, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do. I love fantasy, ro- romantic fantasy specifically. I mean, like I'll read one that's, you know, has like a subplot of romance, but I do. I love me some romantic fantasy. Um, I think it's just like, you know, I was a, I was a fantasy and dystopian girl in the mid and early 2000s, 2010s. And so like, this is just, this is just nice to kind of be back in that, but with characters that are adults doing adult things. So like that's fun for me to read about, um, but yeah, that was the it's the second book in the Crowns of Nyaxia series. There's vampires, they have wings, um, drink each other's blood. What made it a five star read for you? <laughs> uh, the honestly, I was entertained the whole time. Like I had such a good time. It was also kind of angsty, and you guys know I love a good angsty book. Um, and the guy was just like a massive simp for the girl which I love I love a boy obsessed the action was great like my adrenaline was like pumping through a lot of things and I feel like the pacing of the book worked really well too and um it was not too long I felt like it was just the right length and it was also the end of a duology so I think that she ended that piece of of the series really really well I really I loved how it ended and I loved how she set up her next duology. I wasn't like left wanting. I mean, I'm I would I'm greedy, and I, of course I would like take more stories with these people in this world. But um, I was satisfied with how it ended for each character. So that's really what made it um, a five star book for me. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, my last five star read, like I mentioned earlier, was The Heart Principle, um, and then before that, it was Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. I did Turtles All the Way Down on audio, and I think it was part, a lot of it was the story. I think the story is fantastic. If you want a great YA read, definitely check that out. Heavy, heavy content warning for like major anxiety and OCD um, depictions. But it was also the narrator in that one. John Green would write the character like having these um, like thought spirals, and the narrator, like how she would. Uh, narrate it was really really well done so I think my five star for that was like part story part the narration and then for heart principle the book was annotated for me by Lomi 
but it was also a book where like one of my favorite types of reads is like when I can just like sit on my couch and like just it's just me in the book like nothing else is going on in my world I'm just so into the story but I am like very hesitant to call myself a binge reader because usually the books that I'm loving a lot I will have to like take a lot of breaks in between Mm -hmm. reading it um not necessarily like day breaks but like sometime like 30 minutes 40 minutes sometimes to an hour because it'll just be like me on my couch either crying like yeah, I was gonna say, reminiscing heartbreaking books yeah like <laughs> why was that a day no 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 I was, uh, like i would need breaks from the books too <laughs> yeah like it's a break but like i'll i'll usually have like especially with the heart principle because like Anna just like made me question a lot of things about myself. So like whenever I have books that make me like that yeah. cause me to do that, like I just have to sit with them. Um, and I was doing that a lot with the heart principle. Like I would read a passage, close the book and like have, a, I talk to myself so much. So like, I would like have a conversation with myself, like about what I had just read. And a lot of that book is like so sad and heartbreaking. Like <laughs> Brandy just said, that's what I love. So I was like crying a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I think made that like a five star, um, a five star read for me. Yeah, I love that. My most recent five star read, besides Belladonna, because we've already chatted a lot about that one on this podcast. It's a pod fave, um, mm-hmm. but Yerba Buena by Nina Lacour, which is recommended to me by Kendra. Um, so good. I yeah, it was, it was so good. I did this one on audios narrated by Julia Whalen, and it was her she's always great but this book like really 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 affected me in ways I like really really didn't anticipate um I knew it was like kind of a heavier story that leads really heavy women's fiction but I just didn't I didn't expect me expect it to lay me out of my ass the way that it did I have this like funny little habit of not reading the backs of books or descriptions of books when somebody I trust recommends it to me so Kendra was like I did the same thing yeah, so Kendra was like, I I really enjoyed it. I think you'd really like it. So I was like, bet. I didn't even like look up at all what it was about. I knew it was like a sapphic romance. Um, so then I there was just like really really emotional plot points throughout. Like I was just like grabbing my chest a lot while I was listening to it because it was just like really really heartbreaking yeah. at times and emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in the beginning, I was like. Yeah. I was reading it like gripping the steering wheel at some oh, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah was... exactly. And like, I just like could not stop listening to it. Like, I literally every free second I had, I was listening to it. And that's like always a sign for me that something might be five stars when I just like I'm like I just like I need to read it. I'm not reading because I want to read. I'm reading because I want to read that book. You know. So I I was also just like really 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 affected by their individual stories almost more than their romance like there's a really beautiful romance in it and I really loved the resolution to it and everything like that but I like their individual journeys of like self-discovery along the way were really really impactful for me I have realized when I was putting together my top reads of last year and just with like the books that I've loved this year like I love romance obviously it's my preferred genre I read mostly romance I love like giddy romances where I'm kicking my feet and screaming but I also like the books to hurt kind of and Kendra pointed this out to me yeah yeah well and like Kendra pointed it out to me in a previous episode I don't remember what we were talking about but that I love an angsty book I don't really love an angsty relationship between the two main characters yeah like 
And that's so Yerba Buena. Like their relationship isn't incredibly angsty. In fact, I would say that they're each other's solace for a lot of this book. But I love when other shit is happening in the outside, outside of the relationship. I love for that stuff to be like really impactful and meaningful, almost like tomorrow, 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 right? That's not a romance book, but like there is a romance subplot in it. And, but just like, yeah, those kinds of books that just make me like make my chest hurt and leave me thinking about them for days. I can usually tell when a book is going to like mess me up. I don't know why you're Buena specifically. Like I I do know why parts of it, like the Emily's relationship with Jacob, which I won't talk too much about. Um, Cause I really think everybody should read this. Make sure you check your content warnings. There's really, really heavy topics discussed throughout this book. So please check your content warnings. But like Emily's relationship with Jacob in this book really, really affected me, which I didn't anticipate. I remember Alice read it again, Alice, friend of the pod, um, read it right after I read it. And she was like, Brandy, I was expecting to be like bawling my eyes out with how much you were posting about how much you were crying about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a book that everybody will sob at, but like I was sobbing the whole time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so like interesting to me or like also kind of funny. Nina LaCour, there are like. I think there are people who, like, are meant to write their specific genre, right? Like, mm-hmm. but then there are people who I think are just, like, writers in general, and you can give them a subject, whatever, like, they can write. Because Nina LaCour writes literary fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Young adult and children's books. So the fact that, like, that is her range. Yeah, that. she's, like, a really beloved yeah. children's, like, picture book author. So I, it blows my mind that she can, like, write a children's book, but, like, also sit there and write, like, all the subject matter that happens in Yerba Buena. And I, I wonder if that's how, like, the self-discovery in Yerba Buena was just ha- – that's why it was so good because, like, she works in children's literature, so she knows how important that is to, like, emphasize, but then she just did it for adults. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Me, like, ever – I'm sure, like, all people who love, love, love books do, like – I've always thought like, God, I wish I could write a book. Like I would love to write a book, like whatever, especially in the romance genre. And I remember having those feelings, like whatever I was like tossing around my idea, like maybe I should just try and write a book. And then I remember I listened to Yerba Buena and I was like, why should I fucking try when there are people like Nina LaCour out there who are writing books that feel like one giant poem, like beautiful speaks to my soul level of writing. Like, why would I try? And I, I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. Cause I know I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. she is meant to be a writer. Like, I don't know if this is something that comes naturally to her. She worked extremely hard to like, fine-tune her craft not but like I it just yeah. yeah one of my favorite things is to look up to see like what authors I love if they've done like any previous like other work because I really love Jennifer Niven like she's another example of someone who I think is like just meant to be a writer because mm-hmm. she hasn't ventured into the adult space yet from my knowledge in terms of like fiction but before she started I found her through young adult um contemporary books before she did young adult she was writing like non-fiction books about like like historical non-fiction like that that to me blows my mind like you are a writer um but then I, I mean i still love the people who like know their lane they stick to it they're really good at that um but it is really cool to see the people who can just literally you give them the plot the subject they can write um, you a really good story yeah i'm like i can't no, we're so far up Jess's ass at, at this point. But like, <laughs> I can't wait to see her other series. Like, I wish she would just Me too. publish all of Magnolia Parks before anything else. But I can't wait to see if yeah her other if series it, is going to match the same punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because I yeah. think her writing style is so like she because she writes first person so like it's just so obvious that like, these characters live within her so it will be interesting to like see her write something from like a different perspective outside of this universe because like yeah. yeah I'm nervous like what if it doesn't like hold up and her I feel like her writing style is very unique and like I remember when I first started the the Magnolia Park series. I remember talking about her writing style and I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like this yeah, is kind it's of different. Odd. It's very different. Like I feel like if I just open if you put if you put 10 random random books in front of me, no covers, and you tell me find Jessa Hastings book, I could find it based on her yeah. writing. I feel like, you know, it's very unique. So, um it took me some getting used to, it, but once I got used to it, I like, you know, fell in love and I'm like, oh my god, she can do no wrong. So, yeah, I I'm interested to see how that how that works too. Uh, switching genres because I think it's I think it's a fantasy, so I'm very curious to see like if it's going to be something different or if it's going to be similar to her writing yeah. style or how it's going to be. Well, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about how like someone with Emily Henry, like I have a different rating scale for her than I do for others. So, like, are you guys the same? To where like if you like mm. have an author that like you know and trust that like you're just gonna go into their books differently and like the scale will be different like another example for me is carly fortune like i read meet me at like i it took me reading her second book to have my rating for her so like now i know what to do for her same with like lauren Mm -hmm. asher like i view and rate her books in a completely different way than i would like rate other people's like i'm just curious i i think so i mean i I, especially because like if it's if it's a newer author i go in not knowing what to expect. I don't really go yeah. in with expectations, right? Whereas if I go in now, if I go in with to an Abby Jimenez book, I'm I'm going to be expecting to be crushed mm-hmm. emotionally, you know? Like, I'm just going to be expecting that. And so I'm also, go- because of that, I'm also going to be expecting a pretty high rating, um, you know, at least, at least probably a four, you know? Like, that's, um, which I know doesn't help me, but... Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I like get if if I'm disappointed, you know, it doesn't help me, and that's maybe not good. But like, I just it's just part of the game. Now that I've read so many, you know, bangers by a certain author, that's just kind of what I expect from them from now on. And so when you do get something like a happy place, it's especially you're just like especially sad because it's like, well, damn, maybe they aren't perfect. Invaluable. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's more so like. I'm going in expecting to have a good time no matter what, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily expecting an author that I love to constantly be churning out five star. Like an example for me is Devney. Like I think mm-hmm. because I like, I talk about her book so much and I, I've read so much of her work. I've read all, literally everything she's ever published. Um, yeah. I think people think that I've rated all of her books five stars, <laughs> which I definitely have not. Especially <laughs> but, because she also, she also turns out like four books a year. So like, six. that's already a lot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Six, no, I'm just saying that's, that's just crazier. like, it's insane. Yeah. yeah that's even so. crazier. Yeah. But yeah, so that's to say, like, when I get a new Debbie book, I'm like, I'm going to have fun no matter what. I'm not necessarily expecting it to be the best. Um, Same with, like, Abby Jimenez. Like, I'm expecting to have a really good time. I don't necessarily know if that's going to be affect my rating of it. What about you and Elsie Silver? Because I think that's someone else who you've, like, done her backlist now. So, like, do you have a certain set of expectations to, like... Yeah, I don't know how much of like, because I'm an unpopular opinion here. I didn't really like Powerless very much. I gave it 3.75 stars. Like, it's definitely my favorite book that she's written. Yeah, including her other series. 
Um, I don't know if that's because I went in with really high expectations after being obsessed with Flawless and Heartless, or if it's just because genuinely that book just fell flat for me. Like, I wonder if that was the first book I ever read by her, how much that would Mm. change things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how reckless goes. Reckless? I'm yeah. so excited. I'm like itching really for reckless. <laughs> like, yeah, especially since uh, I love Ice Queen main characters. Like I can't wait I for winter. And it and has we, like we surprise pregnancy. Yeah. And age, it, wait, reverse age gap. Is it secret pregnancy or is it secret yeah, pregnancy? Secret baby. Secret pregnant, secret baby, dude. I think what's gonna uh, yeah, happen is baby. they're gonna have a one night stand. She's gonna get pregnant. They're not gonna see each other. Again. Yeah, she's gonna have the gonna... fucking baby and not tell anybody who the dad exactly. is. And then it's gonna find oh, out. Exactly. I thought it this was not like a spoiler babe. for anybody. This is literally the premise. So. No, and we're guessing. We, ha- we we're guessing. haven't even. Yeah, we haven't. Well, I, yeah. The trope is secret pregnancy. Elsie has said that. The trope is secret baby. Sorry, the trope is secret, secret baby. baby. I know. Yes, yeah, secret. Baby. I just want to make she that clear. She's herself. gonna have this baby. She yeah. Yeah, hence the, great. the little booze. No, I thought it was going to be like, I'm pregnant. Like, we need to figure this out. No, it's baby. Kids born. I'm excited. Kids alive. Out of the womb. I'm <laughs> Kids really alive. excited. <laughs> I also just like, yeah, I can't wait. Wow. So is there a book that is coming out this year? We just talked about how excited we are about Reckless. Mm-hmm. Is there a book that's coming out this year that you are predicting to be a five-star read for you? I I just looked at like my like want to read on Goodreads and I, I'm hesitant to say this because I don't want to be sad if it's not the truth but like I well, really it'll be do fun think, to look back yeah but I really do think that Foxglove is gonna be <gasps> yeah, 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 another yeah. five stars by Adeline Grace especially with the teaser she's been sharing yeah it looks Guys, really good I... obviously I'm gonna listen to that on audio I will not I mean I maybe eventually but I'm gonna be listening to that before physically reading it so I'm really really excited what she's been like, yeah, the te- how the teasing has been going on on Instagram. I'm so excited. And she's giving a manuscript away this weekend at Y'all West to somebody. I know, Brandy. I feel like we should have gone to Y'all West. That would have been so much fun. But we're not like big YA people anymore. I know. Yeah. So I, also I, think like- she, I feel like she's probably like the only person that like you would maybe care about. But yeah, she's yeah. giving away a manuscript at this weekend. Also, guys, don't Crazy. hate me, but I didn't give Belladonna five stars. I gave it 4.75. Literally, though, why? remember, why did you say you didn't give five stars? Okay, so, like, I, I told you one thing. <laughs> did you lie? <laughs> no, that was part of the reason. But, like, I think there was an instance where I was just a little bored in the middle. Um, or, like, I think it – I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> Save it for the episode. It's okay. Yeah. I think okay, no, I'll say I'll say it right here. I think it's it's because honestly, no, you know what it was? And it's actually I think against both of you. Because Brandy, you told me like, oh, go in same vibes, cool prints. And then you said it wasn't like cool prints, but like I was like same vibes, cool prints. So I went in so Cigna as a main character, I think, could have had a little bit more like she could have been a little smarter. That's my own opinion. I think she could have been a little bit smarter. That's it. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I you mean, if up... you were going expecting, if you're going and expecting Signa to a be Jude? like Jude, that was no, my bad because yeah. nobody's like Jude. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also in her defense. Listen, I actually don't, I'm not really that upset that if you didn't rate it five stars, because like, I love this book to my core, but I don't know why but it's just not one that like, if somebody rates it mm-hmm. between I'm like, four and 4.75, then that's okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you rate it like maybe like a three, then I might. No, it was like, a 4.75 uh, okay. for sure. Okay. All right. Well, but like Cigna, she grew up with like no parents, like her whole life. She didn't know what the fuck she was doing. <laughs> I think she just like I think there were just times where she p- 
picked and choose to be like the smartest person in the room and then the dumbest person Fair in the enough. room. So I was just like, interesting. But again, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Amazing book. Like, I think if I were to, again, once the series is over, that might be a book like Co-Prince where I bump it up because the setup mm-hmm. was just Chef's Kiss. So, um, well, I'm glad yeah. I got the book. What about Chef's you? <laughs> Yeah, any five-star, predicting oh. five-stars. Um, well, this book has already come out. I just haven't read it yet, but it did come out this year. And it's um, Stars in the Italian Sky by Jill Santopolo. It's her latest release. And I just have not had the mental strength to deal with that yet. Um, but I'm really excited for it. It's like, um, I, from what I've seen, cheating, it's a multi- probably? She loves her cheating? Not that I know mm-hmm. of, so I don't want to okay. say yes or no yet. Um, but I know it's a multi-generational story, and it's told, like, part of it takes place in Italy in, like, the 19, I don't know, 1900s. And then part of it takes place um, current day in New York City. So it's, like, you know, past choices affecting present decisions. Or I think it would be, like, past decisions affecting present choices. That's what I wanted to say. So I'm really excited. I love everything that she's written. So, yeah, we'll... We'll see. That's one. And I think I think Fox Love will be good. Yeah. I do have one more. Um, Fondalee is putting out a collection of short stories that Ooh. take place in the um, Greenver- Greenbone Saga universe. So I'm expecting that to be five stars because everything I've read by her is incredible. So, yeah. Oh, um, Liz Tom Ford is dropping Caught Up, oh. which is the third book in her. What is that? The Windy City. What? The Windy, Windy City, City series. I'm, yeah. I'm like hesitant to say that it'll be five stars because like the right move was so good. She like and like the like, and Mile High. I didn't love. Yeah. So I mean, I'd like to love. So we'll see. I I'm know. like fingers. Cr- I would love to see her like get better and get better. But I, I predict that that book will be a four or higher. Yeah. given what she writes it I, i've seen this like trend around tiktok and instagram where people talk about how like a lot of the times people love like the second book in the series more than they love the first which is true i think for like i i think strictly speaking for us i think that's true with like the dreamland billionaire series with um i was gonna say the eden series but i think both of us like we each love juniper hill and indigo ridge pretty except for brandy um pretty evenly um yeah, but um, I think, like, sometimes the third book in the series is one of the weaker ones, like with Powerless, with Garnet Flats. Garnet Flats. Final Offer. <laughs> I was going to say Final I think Offer. You, I think you can say that. But yeah, okay, Final, final it's Offer. My, we enjoyed Final Offer, just is my least favorite in the series. Yeah. It's a pretty popular opinion, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see if that, like, I'm trying to think of like other series that like interconnected standalones. Ooh, that have a third. Um, the next book in Playing for Keeps by Becca Mack. It'll be Adam's mm. book, Unravel Me. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited, but also very nervous. I haven't read any of the teasers. Brandy w- was like describing some of them to me, and I was just like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm hoping it's good because I love Adam. And also, like, I feel like with the third book in an interconnected standalone series, Usually by that time, like, the author has been, like, building up to it. So, like, in the Chestnut Spring series, like, that, the main character in that, in Reckless is someone that we've met. Her name is Winter, right? Like, we've seen her in three books now. So, like, we kind right. of already have an expectation of her. So, to, like, see how she actually plays out will be really interesting. Um, same with Adam in Unravel Me. Like, we all loved him in the past three books. But then, like, what if he does something dumb in Unravel Me? Also, Becca Mack, I hope you're listening 
and you drop that book soon because you keep saying coming soon and i'm so happy that you had your baby yeah i'm so happy you had your baby and that they're healthy and you're happy get to work get to work (laughs) bring your own would like to say that that is a joke we are joking yeah we believe in amazing postpartum care take as much time as you need take as much material leave as you need queen we love you but also (laughs) but also (laughs) but also please please becca oh my Uh, gosh yeah, so many, so many releases we're excited about this year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, so this was so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. I love talking about books we love. Like this yeah. won't be the last time we talk about our recent five star reads. Yeah, I love talking about like rating systems too. Because like maybe months from now we might have a completely different like setup yeah. and vibe and feel. I hope not. And I, I think we should do a check in to see if these books that we just predicted actually ended up being. Uh, I'm, like, scared now. I feel like I jinxed it. I don't want to jinx anything. Fingers crossed that all the books we just mentioned are four and above. Yeah, especially because these books are already written, so it's not like we can do anything differently anyways. (laughs) It's not like these authors are coming to us. (laughs) Come to the Bring Your Own for Notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, uh, Love Redesigned by Lauren Asher is coming out in November. Of course, of course. I'm excited for that one. It's going to be her the first book in her new series. And the cover is I really gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, love the purple. So very so. Uh, bring your own coded for the purple. I yeah, I was like, oh my god, we love purple. We posted Lauren. on the yeah on the pods Instagram. Also, it'll be her first book with two um, Hispanic slash Latinx main characters oh, as amazing. the love interest. So yeah, yay! So excited. Um, yeah, good job, everyone. This was so fun. Yeah. Like Kendra said. Yay. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah. And if you see are listening, go to the Instagram at Bring Your Own Pod and comment your recent five star reads. If you want to talk to us about your rating system, we would love to hear it. We're so interested. If we talked about a book that we rated really low and you're like, how the hell did we rate it that low? Or we talked about a book that we rated really high and like, how the hell did you rate it that high? Let us know. We Come love argue to argue. Fight yeah. us. <laughs> uh, so fun. Yeah. At Bring Your Own Pod. We'll see you there. Yay! Yes. Right, bye. bye, guys. Why am I waving? Nobody can see me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>